Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. Praise, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If, I'm, I'm telling you right now, it feels good. Come on. It, it feels, you feel good? I mean, I'm so glad to see you guys. I'm glad to see some visitors in the house, amen. I, I'm glad to see uh, all those, amen, that we haven't seen for a while and those I've seen last week and new faces here today. And I, I know as we continue to grow, uh, go uh, forward, amen, more and more, we'll start to return, amen, and we, we can come together, amen, and and just fellowship, but it just feels so good. We miss you guys out there, amen. We're praying for you. We're here for you. And when you're ready to come back, come on back, amen. We're here, amen. Praise God. We need, church, to be the Pentecostal church again. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Come on, if we are going to make a difference in our lives, if we're going to make a difference in our homes and in this world, we need to say, Holy Spirit, come. Come on, somebody say, Holy Spirit, what? Come. What? Come. Amen. Come. We need him to come. Amen. So we're going to look at some areas that the Holy Spirit helps us. Amen. Come on. Hold, the Holy Spirit helps us to be transformed. Come on. If we are going to stand in victory, amen, if we are going to be the witness, amen, then we need transformation. Can somebody say amen? Come on. The Holy Spirit is who helps us to do that. In Romans chapter 12, verse 2, it says this, Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you. Somebody say, transform me. Transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Come on, some of us, come on, we need our, our, our thinking change, right? Some of us have some stinking thinking, hallelujah, come on. We need some thinking, we need some mind change, amen. Especially, amen, uh, you hang out with the world, amen, you start to think like the world. Come on, somebody. So he says, let God, uh, come on, don't let society, don't let the, the world, don't let the media, don't let what Facebook says, uh, don't let anything else tell you how to think, amen. But let God transform you into that new person by changing the way you think, and then you will learn to know what God's will is for you, which is good, which is pleasing, and it is perfect. Come on, somebody. Come on. When you start to let God transform your mind, church, then you will know God's will. Come on. Some people say, I don't know what the will of God is. Well, you have not let God transform your mind yet. Come on. We're, we're still not thinking right. If you allow him, he'll transform you. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 1 through 4, it says this, When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, and suddenly like a, like a blowing of a violent wind came, or like a mighty rushing wind, from heaven filled the whole house, amen, where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire, somebody say fire, fire. come on, that separated and, ca- and came to rest on each one of them. Uh, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues or other languages as the Spirit enabled them. Come on. When the Holy Spirit came, it came in the form of fire. Come on, somebody. Fire, church, is a symbol of transformation. 
Fire changes whatever it touches. Can somebody say amen to that? Come on. Fire refines. Uh, fire purifies. Listen. Fire burns away those things that are useless in your life. Come on. Somebody say, oh, oh. Hallelujah. Come on. Somebody say fire. Come on. Somebody say fire. Boom, 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 boom. God, we got a, I got a nice little backup group here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's look at some ways the Holy Spirit works to transform us. The Holy Spirit took a group of fishermen. Come on. Uh, he took former prostitutes. Uh, he took ex-religious leaders. Uh, he took tax collectors uh, and others. Amen. And formed them into a united group called the church. Listen, Jacob was a cheater. Paul, uh, Peter had a temper. David had an affair. Noah got drunk. Re uh, Jonah ran from God. Uh, Paul was a murderer. Gideon was insecure. Miriam was a gossiper. Come on. Uh, Martha was a worrier. Come on. Thomas was a doubter. Sarah was impatient. Elijah was moody. Come on. Moses was a stutterer. Abraham was old. Lazarus was dead. I was an alcoholic, amen. The Holy Spirit can transform any body church. Come on, somebody. His grace is sufficient, amen. His power makes us perfect in our weakness. It's Holy Ghost power. Can somebody say, Holy Spirit? Come. See, when you tell the Holy Spirit to come, you got to go See, sometimes we say, Holy Spirit, come. We're going like this. You don't want to push him away. You want him to come. When you start to worship, God, oh, Holy Spirit, come. Fill my mind. Fill my heart. Fill my spirit. Fill me. Uh, come on, because I need some change. Come on, I need some How many need some change out there? Amen. How many need some transformation? Amen. We need some change. I'm not going to get used to these cameras because I, you know me, I got to move around. Amen. This is limited to me. You need to be in church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My son's talking about we need more cameras. No, no, man. We need more people just coming to church. Hallelujah. Come on, Holy Spirit, come. The Holy Spirit took a bunch of drunks, potheads, Thieves, connivers, father, selfish people, lawbreakers, ex-cons, and form PCLV. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm talking about you guys. Come on, you were that, but you're not that anymore. Come on, somebody. He changed us. He transformed us into a new people. Amen. Come on. We were once sad, but now Jesus set us free. Come on. Come on. We were once bound, but now we're set free. We were once blind, but now what? We see. Listen, church. Every saint has a past, and every sinner has a future. See, before Pentecost, the disciples were scared. Before Pentecost, they lacked faith. Before Pentecost, they fully didn't understand God's plan, God's will, amen. But after Pentecost, amen, after the Holy Spirit or the Holy, uh, Holy Pentecostal fire fell, well, it's a different story now. Come on. After they had waited, come on, right? Because he told them to wait. 
Don't leave that upper room. Don't leave Jerusalem. I mean that sometimes the key to the promises of God is that you have to wait. Come on, tell your neighbor you need to wait. Now I know that some of you say, I've been waiting a long time. How many have been waiting a long time? <laughs> come on, come on. But, but you've got to continue to wait. Come on, we cannot become impatient. We cannot become a, a, we cannot push the hand of God. Amen. How many know that when God does it his way, it's better? Come on, we can't manufacture it. We cannot try to do anything for God. We have to wait on God, amen. And we have to praise Him, amen. We have to praise Him still till that comes, amen. We gotta continue to praise Him till those doors start to open, amen. You gotta continue to praise Him, amen, till you start to see Him start move upon your situation. Come on, tell somebody, wait. See, after they waited, they were full of faith. After they waited, they were bold and fearless. They understood the plan of God, and they were united, listen church, like never before. The church needs another movement like that again. Come on, somebody. Come on, Holy Spirit, come. See, before you confront somebody, before you go to address a situation, you must pray and ask the Holy Spirit to fill you. Come on, don't go in your own straight. Don't go with your own understanding. Don't try to change a situation. Don't try to confront somebody with a problem. You need to get on your knees and say, Holy Spirit, help me in this situation. Help me in this circumstance that I become a correct voice to you. See, nothing before this event ever took place. I'm speaking about Pentecost. Was there ever a movement, church, that welded the people into a united force, to unite as one? There's never been a moment, amen, that they came together. Pentecost united them as one voice for the people. United them to stand in victory. It took the fire of God, the, the, the spirit of, of God, amen, the fire of God's spirit to do this, amen, to burn away, listen, away at division. Come on, to burn away misunderstanding, to, to burn away confusion, to burn away doubt, to burn away uncertainties, uh, hatred, and all that other junk out there, amen, and unite us as one voice. It was Pentecost. It was the Holy Spirit's fire, God's spirit, church. That unites us together as one united force. Let me give you an illustration of that. There was a blacksmith who had two pieces of iron. He wanted to make them one. And so what he did, he took these, these two pieces of metal that were cold and they were hard. And he began to get the hammer and he began to just hit it hard trying to put them together. He's just banging it with all his might, and, and they would not unite together. Then he remembered, come on, something that he should have never forgotten. And he put the two pieces of iron, and he threw them into fire. And then he took them out, and he laid one on top of the other, and with a couple of blows of the hammer, the two became what? One. Church, no one who is cold and hard can unite. Come on, somebody. Come on. But when the Holy Spirit's fire comes upon you, he will unite you into one. Can somebody say hello? hello. 
Come on, that's what makes the church work today, church. The church needs the Holy Spirit fire. It needs Pentecostal fire to bring transformation. There has never been a program that has dynamically transformed people's lives. Not AA, not triple A, not any A, hallelujah, but the Holy Spirit fire A, hallelujah. That's what brings people together and unites them and brings transformation and true change. Come on, true change. Now I'm not going against these these things that are out there, these programs that are out there, church, uh, they're good for a purpose. But when the when things start to rock, church, uh, those programs don't help. But Jesus is always there, amen. When your boat starts rocking, amen. When all hell's coming at you, amen. He'll stand by you and get you through that. Can somebody say amen? amen. No other program has brought people from different forms of life, uh, different races. Uh, come on, uh, transform them and united uh, them as a group of people that can change the world. It takes the Spirit of God to do that, church. It started with the 12 uh, to the 70, amen, to the 120 that were in that upper room, uh, filled with the power to turn the world upside down. The church was birthed in the power of the Holy Spirit. Pentecostal fire on the day of Pentecost. Listen, church. Our world will not be transformed. You will not be transformed until the church is transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hashtag boom. Come on, I'm telling the world's not going to change, amen. You're not going to change, amen, unless the Holy Spirit's involved in that, amen. Come on, we need a transformation of the fire of God to fall upon us, amen. We need to tell the Holy Spirit, come, fill me, amen, unite me. Come on, put me on some fire. Come on, if we can get on some fire within our spirits, let me tell you, we can get on fire with other people. We can start to unite this, amen. We can start, come on, it becomes a wildfire. Come on. What we need is a wildfire in the church today. Come on, what we need is some, some fire starters out there today, amen. People that will stand and say, I want to get filled with the Holy Spirit that I can start a fire. All over your, uh, uh, Las Vegas, amen. Uh, all over the world, amen. We can go into other states and around the world, church. This takes one person, church, on a night of fire. We need Pentecostal. We need the Pentecostal church to stand up again. Holy Spirit, what? Come. Holy Spirit, what? Come. Come. See, it, 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 I can tell you right now, this cannot be just a saying. Come on, we can go into sayings, amen. Come on, we got, we got, we got scriptures on our, our refrigerators. We got things on our walls, amen. But if you don't believe that, amen, all it is is a saying to you. Come on, you got to say with authority, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, I need you, amen. you got to be serious with him because he wants to be serious with you. Come on, he wants to be your best friend. Come on, I don't know about you, but he's my best friend. Come on. Just like, uh, what was that, a uh, toy store? You got a friend in me. Come on, that, that, that song is about the Holy Spirit. <laughs> You got a friend in him, amen. Uh, if you can call out to him, uh, he's right there waiting. He says, I'm the promise. Uh, I'm the helper. I'm the one that, that Jesus was saying. Uh, I'm the one that's going to come and help you. Uh, call out to me. Holy Spirit, come. Hallelujah. Yeah. 
Let him come into your heart, church. He's, he's, he's so... And he's just right there. Come on, just let me in. And some of us were so close and mad and cold. Ah, I hate the world. Come on. Come on. We can get pretty nasty without the Holy Spirit. Come on. Come on. Don't look all innocent at me. Come on. Come on. Come on. We all fall short. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. We, I need the Holy Spirit every day. Every day, every day, every I cannot walk out that door without the Holy Spirit because if this flesh in me rises up, come on. Paul even says, is, this, is it me that does do it? Do it, do it. <laughs> is it me that does this, amen, or the sin within me? Come on, we all have sin within us, church. That's why we got to die to ourselves. That's why Paul says, crucify the flesh, amen. Deny yourself, amen. Pick up your cross, amen. And I add, put on your crown and follow Jesus, amen. We have to do this, church. We have to get ready for battle because inside of us, amen, we have the capability of hurting someone. If not physically, we can do it with words. Can somebody say amen? We need the Holy Spirit to come. Come on. Our, our banner that we put there, our, that we had made, amen, says where the Spirit of the Lord is, where, there is what? Freedom. freedom. Why wouldn't you want freedom through your struggles? Why wouldn't you want freedom, amen, uh, through your circumstances? Because when the Spirit of the Lord is there, He brings freedom. Come on, He loosens the chains, amen. Uh, he unlocks doors, amen. Uh, he loosens the bondages of sin uh, that are upon our lives, amen. Uh, things within our minds. When you ask the Holy Spirit to come, He brings freedom with Him. Can somebody say amen? amen? The next thing, as believers, we cannot afford to ignore his presence. Matthew chapter 3, verse 11 says this. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not even worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with what? Fire. Fire. Acts chapter 2 verse 3 says this, They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. See, the fire that appeared on the heads of each of the believers in that upper room church has, let me tell you, a connection, listen, to the Old Testament, to God's presence. Let me show you. When Moses was dedicating the tabernacle, the presence of the Lord was there. Amen. In Leviticus chapter 9 verse 24 it says this, Fire, somebody say fire. Fire came out of the presence of the Lord and consumed the burnt offerings and the fat portions on the altar. And all the people saw this and they shouted for joy and they and they fell face down. Hallelujah. When Solomon was dedicating the temple, the presence of the Lord was there again. Amen. In Second Chronicles chapter 7 verse 1, it says this, When Solomon finished praying, fire, somebody say fire, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. See, the supernatural fire from the presence of God fell on each of these sacrifices, church. This indicated to the people that God accepted the tabernacle. This indicated to the people that God accepted the temple as his dwelling place. Amen. The Apostle Paul in the New Testament used the term temple, amen, to indicate that under the new covenant, our body, somebody say my body, come on, are the temple of the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians 6.19 it says this, 
Do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not of your own. See, at Pentecost, each believer that was in that upper room had tongues, amen, of fire over them, amen. It was a supernatural fire once again from heaven. God sent down his own fire, listen, to demonstrate, and I want you to catch this church, amen, that from now on, he would accept the temple, listen, our bodies as a dwelling place, come on somebody, meaning that the believer is the temple of the Holy Spirit spirit hallelujah come on he's living inside of us if you allow him to come in church the church will now be the dwelling place of god's spirit we are the church come on uh, the church is not where we go to the church is who we are see as a temple of the holy spirit verse Corinthians 6, 9 tells us that we're no longer of ourselves. It's no longer about you. Come on, somebody. I, I hate to bust your bubble, but it's not about you. Hallelujah. Come on. It's not about poor little you. It's, it's not, amen. Not, not, not that God doesn't care about you, but it's not about you. Hallelujah. Come on. It's not about ourselves. It's not about what we, just about you and what you do. It's about what God wants us to do. Because it goes on to say in the second part of 1 Corinthians 6.20, it goes on to say, you were bought at a high price. Come on, how many know that you were bought at a high price? Come on, you weren't bought cheap. Hallelujah. Come on, this ain't, this ain't no, no, no Walmart special thing here. Come on. Come on, this is going to the most expensive store. He paid a high price for you. Come on, you are worthy. Amen. Come on, you're not just nothing to God. You're something to God. And he paid a high price for you. And it goes on to say, therefore, honor God with your bodies. Why? Because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Come on, we can't have junk inside this body if the holy spirit comes in let me tell you church let me tell you guys out there if you ask him to come he'll come in but he'll start showing you things so get ready man you want him to come in he's gonna say girl let's <laughs> clean this up here amen he'll start talking to the man amen come on come on man of god what, what's this Come on, when you tell him to come, amen, if that, if you really true want transformation, you want some change in your life, you want to be useful in the kingdom of God, you want to God, God, you want to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, then you honor God with your body and he will start to clean your house. He'll transform the way you think, amen, and you can be an effective person in the kingdom of God. Can somebody say amen? amen. Come on, somebody say, I'm bought with a high price. Come on, I didn't, I didn't come cheap. I may have been filthy rags, amen, but let me tell you, he paid a high price for this boy. And I think I look pretty good. Hallelujah. No, I mean. <laughs> you look good. Tell you to me, you look good. You see, when, when God comes into your life, let me tell you, church, let me tell you, if you look down to yourself and you don't feel good about yourself, or you say, I'm not this and I'm that, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not all this, I'm telling you, with God, church, let me tell you, you are somebody, amen. He puts back dignity in your life. He starts to put value back in your life because you are a value to him. For the ladies, you're the apple of his eye. Come on, somebody. To the men, the hot tamale. Hallelujah. Amen. I just go with whatever it comes out. 
See, when we become disciples, church, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us. Therefore, we are no longer of our own. That's why we can't do what we want to do. That's why we can't say what we want to say. I know that some of us, we want to say something, but the Holy Spirit says, don't say it. Come on, you ever, you ever felt that almost come out like, hey, stop. That's the Holy Spirit. That's your friend. That's the one that wants to make you better. Amen. So he's always there. We can't do what we want to do. Come on. Back in the world, we did whatever we wanted to do, right? Now we're mad. We cussed somebody out. Amen. Now we want to cuss. We can't. <laughs> so we say, mm, Jesus loves you. That's all we have. Amen. Hallelujah. God's still working on us. Amen. Pretty soon it becomes true. Pretty soon it becomes what we say we mean. Church. Come on, somebody. See, when, you're, when you live in a building owned by someone else, when you're renting something, church, come on, somebody, we try not to violate the building rules, right? Right? There are rules. You can't have this. you got to turn the music off. Whatever the rules are, amen. Because our bodies belong to God, we must, listen, not, valid, uh, not violate His standards of living. In fact, what he's telling us also is that you and I are no longer, no longer, amen, uh, alone anymore. He says, you know, when you invite me and I'm always with you, amen, I'll always be with you because he dwells inside of us, meaning that he'll never leave us nor forsake us. The word is true when he, when he says, I'll never leave you, forsake you. That is so true when the Holy Spirit's living in you. John chapter 14 verse 17 says this, the spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him because neither they see him or know him, but he knows, but you know him, for he lives in you and he will be in you. I thank God for the presence of the Holy Spirit in my life. Come on, I, I thank God uh, for our relationship. Hallelujah. Come on, he's always there to guide us, amen. He's always there to help us. He's always there to give us some kind of sense of direction. Uh, he comes and gives you an eye clarity. Amen. When we're confused and we go talk to the Holy Spirit, He brings clarity to us. He, he, he'll tell us sometimes, well, wait. He'll, he'll tell, He'll direct us. He'll say, don't say nothing. Uh, we, you know, we just got to listen to His voice. We got to listen to His guidance because His guidance is the best guidance. Can somebody say amen? amen? But we have to build and maintain that church. We must continue to build and maintain that relationship with Him. Uh, otherwise, we stop growing. And when we stop growing, church, we start to grow cold, and eventually we die. Come on, somebody. I, I can tell you that, that when you do that, and I've done that. I'm, I'm a backslider, church. Come on, I, I grew cold, and I died. So if you don't maintain it, if you don't build it, that goes with any relationship. Come on, if you're not cultivating something and building on your marriage and relationships with one another, it's going to grow cold. And it's going to die. Often we as Christians neglect building and maintaining our, our relationship with the Holy Spirit. And that's when we start to operate in our own strength. Remember the 1% last month, uh, last week? Come on, we're running on 1%. I don't know what it is with people. They run with 1%. Come on. We get charged up. We get that. All of a sudden it, it comes back on. Oh, I got it. Boom. And they start using it. And then when they got 1%, pretty soon they got to what? Plug in again. See, when we start doing that, we got to stay and maintain, get plugged into the Holy Spirit, get plugged in, get fully charged up, amen, that you can do and be what God called you to be. 
Because once you start to run in your own strength, uh, once you start to think in your own intellect, let me tell you, eventually the power runs out. We must keep the fire burning in our relationship. Uh, we need to cultivate that. That means you got to work at it, church. I mean, the relationships is work. Come on, hallelujah. It's work, amen. Uh, you got to work at it. You, you got to talk, hallelujah. Come on, and for some men, we just got to listen. That's all that we need to do, amen. We think we got to talk back. Sometimes you don't need to talk anything. Let's let her talk. Let the girl talk, hallelujah. And listen, amen. You'll make them happy. Come on, wife, say amen. <laughs> it's the truth. Man, when I can give my wife five minutes of my ear and then respond saying, I hear you, girl. Yeah, I be, yeah, oh, I, he heard me too. Then now that you start repeating back what she just said, woo, this, this boy's listening to me, hallelujah. They get excited, get a point, bing. <laughs> Leviticus chapter 6, verse 12 says this, The fire must, keep, uh, must be kept burning on the altar continuously. It must not go out. Here is talking about not letting the fire go out at the altar. The Holy Spirit the holy fire that, that fell upon the altar had to keep on burning, church, because it was started by God. God starts the fire. This is the presence of God's continuous presence in our lives. It's the presence in the, the sacrificial system back in the Old Testament. It showed the people, amen, that only by God's gracious favor could, he, could their sacrifices be acceptable. Now that God's fire is present, church, in every believer's heart today, uh, He lights the fire when the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of us, and God tends this fire, and He keeps it that we will continue to grow in His grace, and that we can, as long as we continue to walk with Him. God will maintain the fire in our lives, church, as you continue to walk with Him. Come on, he will, He'll add the wood, He'll keep the fire burning inside our lives. As we're connecting with him, amen, he adds fire. He adds wood. Every time we come together as a church, he's adding some more wood, amen. He's adding some more strength, amen. He's giving you some, 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 uh, some fire, amen, that when you walk out this place, the fire goes with you. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, the fire's still burning tomorrow morning, amen. You wake up, you start talking to him, boom, he's adding another log. Another log of faith. Another log of strength. Another law to overcome. He's adding stuff in our lives. And when you start to invite him in and understand the power, church, that's within each of us, church, we can handle situations a lot better than what we're seeing today. What the world needs is the Holy Spirit to come. When we're aware that God lives in us, church, we will have the confidence, listen, to come to him for forgiveness and restoration. We will carry out the work with strength and with excitement. Come on, somebody. We need some excitement back in the house of God. Come on, we got to get excited for doing things for God. Amen. Come on, we can't just say, oh, another prayer walk. <laughs> come on, another prayer walk. Woo! I'm going to be there. Hallelujah. Come on. Serving the kids' church. Ah, kids' church again. Uh, can't we just be here? Leave the kids home. I know some of you guys are thinking that, man. 
No, come on, excited once again to serve our children, amen. Once again, get excited to do things for the kingdom of God. It's the fire of God that's inside of you, that you can't contain it, amen. I want to do something for God. I want to do, I want to be, I want to help. Come on, somebody. Because the other fire or the other, when you start to serve, you're serving in your own strength. And when you're serving with your own strength with no fire, church, then it becomes a duty. Becomes work. Yeah, 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 that's what I'm talking about. See, she's saying, I want to go to class. <laughs> yep, see? <laughs> see? She's already going already, see? She's looking for teachers. And you're out there right now. Hallelujah. You did that perfect. <laughs> Come on, church. The holy, the, the fire of the Holy Spirit in our lives should never be allowed to go out. We must, say I must, keep the fire burning. You got to do it. This ain't the duty of the pastor. I may bring forth some logs that the Lord wants me to give to the church. But you're going to have to work at it. Come on. He may, he may even throw in a log in your fire today. But let me tell you, you're going to have to fan it in. Come on. You ever started a barbecue with charcoal? Come on. You put the, you put the fluid on there. The fluid is the easy part. It's like, oh, that was easy. You walk away and then what? Oh, the fire's gone. But when you start to fan it, then it starts to catch. If you keep on adding fluid to it, I mean, it's not going to do nothing. Your food's going to taste like fluid. Who wants to eat fluid hamburgers? Hallelujah. Come on. But when you allow what you need to do just to get it started, and you start to do the work, then you start to get a good flame. And when you got a good barbecue going, let me tell you, whatever you put on that grill, mm, it's going to taste good. Come on. I know that this Traeger, Traeger's awesome. Let me tell you, but old-fashioned barbecue is still good. Hallelujah. Come on. Some burgers taste really good. Amen. When you let that juice just hit the fire. And oh, man, I think I'm going to go barbecue today. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm getting hungry already. <laughs> Keep the fire burning, church. Don't let it die. You're going to have to work at it. You're going to have to fan it into the flame. Amen. You're going to have to, you're going to have to activate. Sometimes, sometimes uh, the Holy Spirit's always with you, but sometimes, you know what? He's just waiting to see what you do. Sometimes you call on him and he's, he's right there and he's like, well, you don't hear me? And he's like, I'm right here, but you know, I'm not going to say no. I'm going to see what you want to do right now. Are you going to continue being who you need to be or are you going to lose it here? So there's times where he'll let us alone to see. Come on. You ever spy on your kids? Come on, okay, I'm going I'm to I'm go, I'm going to go downstairs. But you come upstairs and see what they're doing. Are you going to still behave? Sometimes the Holy Spirit is the same way with us. Can somebody say amen? First Thessalonians 5.19 says this, don't stifle the Holy Spirit. In other words, don't quench it, don't, don't put it out. What Paul means here is that, that we should not ignore or toss aside the gifts of the Holy Spirit, the, the, the gifts that he gives us. Because what the gifts do, church, it benefits the church. 
Come on, these there are gifts that the Holy Spirit gives each one of us. You know what your gifts are, amen. Once you start to allow Him, allow Him inside your life, amen, the Holy Spirit starts to dwell inside of you, amen. He starts to give you, you start to understand God's perfect will, God's plan for your life, amen, and then He starts giving you gifts. We can't ignore those gifts and toss them aside, church, because it benefits the church. It benefits each other. Can somebody say amen? amen. I'm going to close today because my stomach is hungry now. <laughs> Talking about food, amen. But no, I'm just playing. It's, it is the end, amen. The people of God that are walking in the Spirit, flowing in His gifts, church, enjoying, listen, enjoying His presence and stirring up the fire that He's placed inside of each of us are the ones are going to make a difference in the world in these last days. Let's be transformed. Let us not ignore the presence of God so that we can stand in victory, church. We can be a witness in this generation today. The time, church, is now. We need to do this now. Can somebody say amen? Hallelujah. Think about your heads right there. Just for a moment.